Happy Easter. Happy May crowning. No response, please. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers here today. On this occasion of crowning this image of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Our Lady of Fatima, I'd like to speak a bit about motherhood and a woman's heart. For those of you who know my story, you know that I was born and raised Catholic, but there was a time where I fell away from my practice of the Catholic faith. And when I had my reversion, thanks be to God, and came back to living my Catholic faith, I began to pray the rosary every day, and I really struggled with it. Not all of it, just parts of it. Mainly, I struggled with the 20 mysteries. So we know that there are 20 mysteries. There's the five joyful mysteries, the five luminous mysteries, the five sorrowful mysteries, and the five glorious mysteries. If you ever go on pilgrimage to the Holy Land with myself or Father Mayen, you can physically go to the first 19 mysteries. And for those of you who have been on pilgrimage with me, we have. And you can pick up rocks and bring them back with you. I have a rock from all 19 different mysteries of the rosary. However, the last glorious mystery you can't go to. What is the last glorious mystery? The coronation of Mary as queen of heaven and earth. It's kind of hard to go there. So, as a reverted Catholic, I remember I would try to pray my rosary and I had to go through this mental game before I could meditate on that mystery. And I'd be like, okay, so Mary is a queen. Like, how do I, how do I call Mary a queen? And so I would look at Jesus. And I would look at his relationship with Mary. And I realized that Jesus... is also in union with his Father and with the Spirit. Because as Christians, we proclaim to be a triune, we proclaim a trinity, a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I'd be like, okay, God the Father is the King of the universe. God of the Father is the King of creation. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. If Mary is the mother of the Prince of Peace... What is the mother of a prince? A queen. What is the spouse of a king? A queen. And clearly, Mary is the spouse of God, and she is the mother of the Prince of Peace. So I'd be like, okay, she's a queen. I get it. I'm at peace. And I will tell you today, on this crowning of Our, our Lady, maybe the only thing you should take from this homily is, do I have a relationship with the three persons of the Most Holy Trinity. We talk all the time about, do I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, do you have a relationship with God the Father? Do you have a relationship with God the Holy Spirit? Because you should. We have a God who is a Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we should have an intimate union with each one of those persons. And our relationship with those three persons in the Trinity should be different. As it was for Mary. Mary was the daughter of the king. She's the mother of the prince. And she is spouse of the Holy Spirit. And that is one reason why we crown her. 
But I'd like to talk about a radically different reason of why we crown Mary. We crown Mary for a very profound reason. Some of you know I, I like sports. I like competitive sports. When the Olympics come around, particularly the Summer Olympics, I get very excited. And I love it during the Summer Olympics where they continue the tradition that those who get gold, silver, or bronze get a wreath placed on their head. Hopefully you've all seen this before. It's awesome. And in fact, what are we doing to Mary today? We're going to put a wreath on Mary's head. A wreath of flowers. Why do we put wreaths on the heads of people who win the Olympics? Because they have endured trial and difficulty and sweat and toil. And only after, only after the sweat and the toil and the suffering comes the crown. And the same is true for Our Lady. We often think of Mary, and here we have a beautiful statue of Mary, and she's holding the baby Jesus, right? And we're like, oh, that's really cute. Many of you have a nativity scene in your house. I have a nativity scene in my bedroom that's up all year round. I love baby Jesus. I love thinking of Mary holding baby Jesus. I love thinking of Mary and an angel coming to Mary. And it's beautiful. I love thinking about Mary at the wedding at Cana. When Mary looked at her son and said, they have no wine. And Jesus says, well, what concern is that for me? And Mary says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. And out of obedience to his mother, Jesus works his first miracle. I love thinking about that. I love thinking about Mary being in the background and watching her son feed 5,000 people. I love Mary being in the background and watching her son heal people, raise people from the dead, preach. But we also can't forget the fact that Mary lived a life of tremendous, tremendous suffering. That Mary watched her only son be utterly rejected by the most powerful and popular people of the age. Politics and religion denounced her son and killed her son. The crowds spit on her son, mocked her son. And Mary, as we see right here, Mary stood at the death of her son. And this woman endured suffering after suffering and mockery after mockery. And she witnessed, and the anguish that she had in her heart is beyond my comprehension. Yesterday was the feast of Our Lady of Fatima, and the statue that we're crowning today is an image of Our Lady of Fatima. And after Mass today, if you want to go up and look, but the veil that she has on right now, at the bottom of it, it has two hearts. The one on the left is the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the one on the right is the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And when you see the Immaculate Heart of Mary, you will always notice something. That there is a sword that pierces through that heart. 
And I will tell you, my dear people, that when Mary was a very, very young girl and she had just given birth to Jesus and 40 days after his birth, she brought that child Jesus to the temple at the presentation. Simeon took that child into his arms and he blessed God. And then he looked at this woman and said, a sword of of, of sorrow will pierce your heart. Simeon prophesied to the Blessed Virgin Mary that she would endure tremendous trial and suffering and persecution beyond any imagining. And the reality is, is it all happened. Today, as you leave Mass today, someone in our parish bought images of the Holy Family for everybody in the entire county. And the image is inspired by the apparition of Our Lady of Fatima. And if you look at Mary's immaculate heart here, and when Mary appeared in Fatima and she exposed her heart to the children, her heart was not circled in flowers. Her heart was encircled with a crown of thorns, like her son's. Mary endured tremendous suffering, but she didn't run away. It says specifically in John chapter 19 that standing at the cross, what's Mary doing here? Where are Jesus' friends right here? Less than 12 hours prior to this, Sorry, less than 24 hours prior to this, Jesus' 12 closest friends participated in the holy sacrifice of the Mass, and only one of them is there. For those of you who are mothers, what is it like when your children are scoffed at and rejected by their friends? What does that do to a mother's heart when you see your children hurt and abandoned by their peers, neglected, left out, made fun of because none of them are here except for one what happens to a mother's heart when she sees her son die what happens to a mother's heart when she endures suffering beyond our comprehension and the powerful thing about our lady is that she didn't run away she never lose lost hope and in fact She stood there and she believed all the more. Why do we crown Mary with a wreath of flowers today? Because this woman was a champion. This woman's maternal heart, this woman's motherly heart is the model of every mother's heart. A heart that is fierce, a heart that is strong, a heart that is steadfast. And we as men readily admit that your heart is different than ours. That our heart is not like your heart. Your sleepless nights and your worry and your woe and your compassion and your continual self-gift is a gift that you uniquely have and it is good and it is sacred and it is victorious. And Mary's immaculate heart triumphs. And because her heart will triumph, we are so blessed. We are so blessed to call her our mother. Because Jesus called her our mother. When Jesus hung on the cross, he said, Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. She is our mother. 
a mother of constancy, a mother who is steadfast, a mother who, and I talk almost daily on the phone. This past week, he was talking about his Mother's Day homily, and Mother's Day is very, very hard for Father Bullock. For those of you who do not know my friend, Father Bullock, Father Bullock's mother had four abortions prior to giving birth to his older sister and himself. Because of the emotional wounds and scars from those abortions, his mother had almost no ability whatsoever to actually enter into a relationship with somebody. In fact, it was so severe that she would constantly abandon the family. In the middle of the night, she would just literally disappear for two years, reappear, and then disappear for three years, or sometimes just for a month, with no explanation. She disappeared the day of his diaconate ordination and didn't reappear again until she found out she was on her last week of life. And thanks be to God, he was able to go to her and hear her confession and reconcile her to the church as a priest of Jesus Christ. And many of you know that we as a parish paid for her funeral arrangements. Father Bullock was talking about Mother's Day and talking about how it's a very hard day for him. And there are some of you in this church today that today may be a very hard day for you. It's a hard day for some because they long to be a mother. And yet the cross of infertility is very real in their life. It's a very hard day for some because of a child they lost through a miscarriage or as a young child or even as an adult. And that bond of a mother with their child never ends. No matter where you are at this day, every single one of us is called to realize that there is a heart standing next to the cross of Jesus. And like any good mother, she stands and waits for her children. And she says, come to me. Come to me and come to my son, and I will stand here with you. I will stand at the cross of my son. When everyone else has fled, when everyone else has run away, I will stand and I will welcome you because I am your mother and I will bring you to Jesus, who is my son. And although my heart is aching, I will stand here and wait for you. That is our mother. That is your mother. And I know that there's many women in this church today that question themselves again and again on what they could have done or should have done. Some of you feeling that you have failed in your role. And Mary stands. She stands with you and she stands for you in the midst of the suffering. She prays for you. Father Bullock and I are in our conversations today the conversations this past week, we decided to uh, do something in union. So both Father Bullock and I are passing out today to all the ladies this piece of paper. As you leave Mass today, all the women in the church will be gifted with flowers. But I also ask all the women today to take this piece of paper. 
It's a message to you and to your motherly heart. And it says this. I wish you could see what I see. You are braver than you believe. You are stronger than you seem. You are smarter than you think. And you are loved more than you ever know. And if I could give you one thing in life, I would give you the ability to see yourself through God's eyes. Only then would you realize what we see. God desires a motherly heart to be at his cross. And so Mary stood at the cross of her son to give us all hope. Today we crown someone who was victorious. Victorious in suffering, victorious in trial, victorious in the burdens of life. And she stands there with us. As we crown Our Lady today, we realize that we do it not just because of the joys in her life, but also because of the sorrows. And by honoring Our Lady, may she pray for us. By honoring Our Lady, may we be inspired, and may she inspire us to live with faith and hope and love. Amen.